no, 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 no. More important. You're, <laughs> no, you've been, no, no, we're no, both now, guests now, Daniel. Okay, now we're recording. <laughs> We, we may have been we may have been recording a bit before this too. Yeah, but I, I deleted it. I'm glad I didn't say anything too stupid. I did call myself an idiot though, so I hope you got that. Yeah, I deleted that because I deleted it. Yeah. I called myself cool, which puts the bar really high. So hopefully that got deleted as well. But I'm not saying I'm at my peak level of cool as I will be at 30. But I'm just saying, 25 year old Emma is just way cooler than 20 year old Emma. Okay, so I would agree with that and what I mean by 30 your what will happen is your definition of coolness or your idea of whether or not coolness is relevant will change at 30. Okay how's this I'm a lot more emotionally mature and well adjusted of a human being and I've been going to a lot of counseling so I'm cooler in that sense. Good good well you I'm sure you're doing really well. You sound great. So thanks. And so do you, I Daniel. I miss hanging out. I think it was always so much fun. Oh, Daniel. We also want to plug. Yeah. Uh, she's Let's been hang. taking uh, Promax Galastapan. Uh, I'm sorry, it, I only speak English. She's, she's been taking plan. Nope. It, it is what it is. Right. Our, our prescription. Our prescription, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, our sponsor. Yes, prescription yes, sponsor. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It is, it is <laughs> what it is. Ow, yeah, coffee see, coming out of your nose doesn't feel good. <laughs> uh, I, you know what um, Promascus class of that <laughs> is like, or what the commercial should be like? Do you remember that commercial for Head On? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Nobody knew what that was. Like, it never gave a <laughs> description. It never said, it didn't even say what it was for. It just said Head On. Head On Now. Like, I... <laughs> It could yeah, mean anything. I thought that was the thing that you rolled on your forehead for a headache. Is that what? Well, that's what it is. But I don't think the ad like tells you that. I don't think like, that that's clear confront at all. migraines head on. <laughs> I don't know if I. And then that was it. That was like. <laughs> oh, I no. don't even remember hearing the word migraine or headache. <laughs> <laughs> it was just sort of like pain, maybe. Or yeah. Some general yeah. vague thing, and then head on, and and it said it like over and over again, and everyone was like, "What the heck is head on?" <laughs> I think you'll have to put a, uh, a, like, a pronunciation guide on the screen with your ad. On Promiclitrin? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, because it's evolving every time uh-huh. I say it, so I'll have to figure it out. Yeah, I think that would be really helpful. If you could go ahead and head that up, that'd be great. I, I'll get right on it. Thanks, Daniel. Um, side note, Tyler just asked me if today or tomorrow was my birthday, when in fact, my birthday was last Monday, and really? Tyler were didn't we, say anything. Were we hanging out? Um, really? <laughs> How was I supposed to Tyler. Rem- I don't remember. Days mean nothing to me. Days of the no. week mean nothing to me. I was in Yellowstone on my birthday. Oh, that's Silly right. Silly boy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How was that? It was beautiful. Thank you. It was really great. She, um, she brought up a bunch of Texas friends. Yes, I made them come oh. and join me here because I'm tired of them not understanding why I'm always talking about it here. And so I was like, just come up here with me and you'll get it. And guess what? They do get it now. So I can yeah. talk freely of my love for Montana. But yeah, Yellowstone is great. Saw a ton of baby animals, which was like the best. No grizzly bears, unfortunately. This is what I'm always hoping for. Um, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, so Dan, we're starting our show here. Do you want to hear the Jaxie Minute? Does she have it? Does she have uh, actually, it? Actually, 
I w- well, I would love to, but I will listen to it after it's recorded, if that's okay. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and send off this email and then get back to the work that I'm, I'm doing. I just wanted to return your your call, but you guys have a good show, and I actually, uh, I'm serious, I do listen to your podcast. I went through them the really? other day. So. <laughs> well, uh, now I'm feeling rejected, though, that you're not going to be a part of, I'm feeling a little, do you have it right here? <laughs> I do. Just listen, just listen to this part with us, Dan. All right, okay. Okay, the puzzle you guys were talking about at the beginning of the last episode is called a combination puzzle. The last podcast reminded me of a house episode, which if you haven't seen house, you should stop everything you're doing and binge eight seasons. He says, would you lie to your grandma about a gift not to hurt her feelings? Would you lie to a patient to save her life? So you lie when it doesn't matter, but you won't lie if a life is at stake. This brought my mind to another quote, which was not necessarily something I agree with or don't, but it just made me think of it. Tradition is peer pressure from dead people. So all this to say, I think we should have some homework this week of leaning into our motives or at a minimum questioning our reasons or getting uncomfortable, getting used to learning, evaluating, changing. Speaking of change, I know I'm going over my minute, but Eben is moving locations. So maybe Lenny, you want to give a little shout out to uh, the new location. All right. Bye, guys. Ugh, you don't need me here. Jaxie is a freaking <laughs> queen among men. Yep, that's true. Oh, my gosh. Wow, wow there was a lot in that. There's a lot in that. Okay. Yeah. You still there, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I gave into the peer pressure. Oh, cool. <laughs> I like that the tradition is peer pressure from dead people. Dead That's people. good. <laughs> well, so Chesterton's uh, definition of tradition is the democracy of the dead. Right. So Do you just little, know that off the top of your head? I'm really into Chesterton these days. <laughs> if you've listened to our <laughs> podcast at all. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of our conversations center around this man I know nothing about and have never read, but I feel like I know intimately now. You don't even need to read no, it now. Oh, yeah. that's good. So that's funny. That's a different take. on That's the other side of the coin. I like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, oh. I guess I need to stop reading Chesterton now. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think it's great. He's a don't. What'd you think about that? I am feeling, I'm really sad that tomorrow, so tomorrow's the last day that they're going to be open. At the original <gasps> location. So sad. Yeah. So we will be open two blocks away at the the Wise Wonders location, the 3024. It's not the same. Hour. It's not at all the same. Mm-hmm. It's sad. That is sad. But it seems like the best move right now, so. It's like the first thing I do every time I get here is come to... Evan and see you, and then pop in on Tyler. I know not seems. (laughs) (laughs) I I uh, think you all should like when you close up, like the few the few of you just as it's like dark, have a bunch of like espresso shots. Sadly, you know, like just just throwing out the whole meat type of thing. 
Yeah, we'll see. I think the espresso machine is such a beast to move. It'll probably be one of the last things that we move. So we'll do some, yeah, uh-huh. some final shots. Yes, final shots. <laughs> yeah. Oh, parting shots. Ne- <clears throat> Next week, we're going to record a podcast. And back four years ago, when we when they opened, Lenny and I got together and had a conversation that I recorded. And really? Lenny was talking about the day that he'd put the nail in the coffin of Evan. <laughs> In some future, God. some future date, which yeah. ends up being right now. And no. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no. anyways, that's that's on the episode next week. We were gonna maybe do it this week, but I think that Jaxie needs to be here yeah, to be I a part of that. Hmm. Sure, so, sure. Anyways, but anyways, thanks so much, Dan. And I'm gonna send you that painting of Ken's that you bought. Yes, with, please. With a check, a nice little check from this Ooh. this latest piece that sold, and. Cool. Or actually, gosh, I could write you a pretty big check because that that yellow roses painting sold too. Right, right. Who? Or I'll ask you about it later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you personal things about it. Never mind. Um, great. Yes, I'm looking. Be friends to with Tyler. He'll write you big checks. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I'm still waiting on mine, actually. So. You're waiting on what? On my uh, big check, Daniel. From being friends with Tyler. Oh, from being friends with Tyler. From Tyler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, Tyler, write her a check. Yes, you heard Daniel. He said, write me a check. He's going to follow me on Instagram and you're going to pay me big bucks. We just bucks. became friends on Facebook. I literally cannot believe that. That makes me so sad. It's We've been Facebook. friends for seven sad? years. It's not sad, it's Facebook. Well, whatever. Yeah. How else am I supposed Who to keep up with Facebook? Yeah. Only, yeah. you're right, you're right. Nobody, I don't use it anymore. It's too uh, divisive. But... Uh, I am glad we're finally friends on there, Tyler. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. You know, for a verbal affirmation, girl, seven years <laughs> into our friendship, that Facebook ad is really, really special. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Thanks so much, Dan. Dan, right. miss I'm you. Gonna, fun. Yeah, I'm going to give you a call here in a bit. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, uh, Tyler. Yeah, bye, bye, guys. Love bye. you. Bye. Love you, too. Bye. Oh, my God. I have the biggest friend crush on him in the whole world. <laughs> My heart's beating really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got to talk to him. I love Daniel Keys. Oh, Daniel Keys of the rose paintings. Oh. Would you lie to your grandma about a present she gave you to tell you that you liked it? Yes. Would you lie to a patient to tell them <laughs> to make them make a choice? A lie in what way? So the house episode is basically like... Yeah, what's the episode? Yeah, I guess I, and I'm going to get... This is not the exact... Oh, do you, we need to pause? Oh, I just got an email from somebody who bought one of Daniel's paintings that it should have arrived a long time ago. And oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Tracking. Tracking. <clears throat> so, I mean, a patient's going to make a decision that's mm-hmm. going to kill them, and so you could lie to them, have them make a different decision that would save their life. They're going to make so a decision, that would like a medical up, decision? Yeah, a medical decision. Them? So the, mm. the, the point is he's, he's like, okay, so you lie to somebody when it doesn't matter, like a present from your grandma, mm-hmm. but you won't lie to somebody when their life's on the line. Oh, gosh. It's like, what's the, what's oh, the ethics no. of the right thing for the wrong reason or the wrong thing for the right reason? Or Well, as someone who doesn't know anything about the medical field, and if Kylie ever listens to this, my nurse sister she's gonna like roll her eyes so hard but like don't you take an oath to like not do that right yeah so the thing like what's the what's the ethical thing Hmm. you would lie about something that isn't life or death but you wouldn't lie about something that is life or death 
I would lie about something that is life <laughs> yeah. or death, but that's why I'm not a doctor. <clears throat> I don't think I can handle yeah. that. Yeah. What about you? I, I was still kind of thinking about <laughs> the fact okay. that this painting is like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to... Okay, it's going to so, be okay. Okay. So there's a situation on the show where... Yeah. So the person if saying, he lies yeah. to them, then that'll yeah. end up. Well, yeah. So if there's like a, one of the assistants, and they're, they're like, "I'm not going to lie to this patient," mm. and he's like, "Would you lie to your grandma to tell her you liked a present that she gave you?" And she's like, "Well, yeah, probably." He's like, "But you won't lie to a patient if it's going to save their life." So the idea of like, boy, that's telling me. Yeah, yeah. I. No, I definitely would. You definitely. Would. I definitely would, but I also nothing about my personality you... screams equipped to be a medical professional and it does invalidate that patient's choice to make the choice that right, they want right right but know? do they but okay do they brain. know that it's going to end their life <clears throat> we would need to actually like recap this episode I think, to, <laughs> <Do> <laughs> to they... get the context again but yeah are it's they... just the basic premise of we'll lie about things that don't matter sometimes. well i think yeah well yeah that's definitely true but i think i know this isn't the point at all but in the premise of this episode if they know that making this decision will end their life and you lie to them. Like, if they want to, like... Well, yeah, what if they don't believe it or what if they want something else? And so you're you're invalidating their wishes right. because you know it'll save their life. Right. What if they don't want to be right. alive? Jackson will need to weigh in about the rest of the context Jackson, of this episode. Jackson, what happened in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here? Because then mm. you could start... Well, no, that's too... That's too much. Try calling her. Gosh, there were some... Uh, <laughs> wow. There were some movies that, that I went to at the art house in the last year where it was the this Chinese family where this grandma had terminal... Was diagnosed with some terminal illness. Did you mm. see this? Like, saying goodbye or something? Or the goodbye... No. The long goodbye? No, I don't think I have. And apparently over there in in their culture... Sometimes you don't, the family doesn't tell the person who's sick that they're terminally ill. Mm. Interesting. And everybody in that movie, like, comes in kind of to say goodbye, but, like, everybody's supposed to, nobody's, nobody's supposed, supposed to, to let on that it, she's yeah. actually that what? sick or whatever. Yeah. Oh, Interesting. I'd be horrible at that. Yeah. But then I think it's revealed that the grandma knew Probably the whole knew. time. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it, what's powerful is that she was so strong. She Aww. also like is pretending is like pretending. she doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah, it was. Oh no. That, yeah, this kind, those kinds of ethical mm. questions break my brain. Mine mm. too. Yeah. Even the like most basic like ethical question of all time, the one where you have to like, you're on a train or the whatever, and you can thing. let it hit someone, <laughs> yeah. or you can choose to hit, or like whatever. Yeah. I I can't. I can't. I can't handle that. You'd let more people die so that you didn't take the action that killed somebody else. I don't know. What would you do? Really? Like, like you're really in the situation. So you have Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby all in a room. <laughs> <laughs> <Toby>. <laughs> and, and you have two, two bullets. Two Toby bullets. Twice. <laughs> Toby I killed Toby twice. <laughs> I don't know if that show would fly these days. Oh either. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if it cute. would. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't I don't know that I could live with choosing to kill somebody. Hmm. I don't know, but also I don't know. 
Oh, there's like that bigger that bigger thing of like by our inaction we let more people die oh, than by our action to stop it. <sighs> and even if our actions to stop it maybe like maybe cause cause harm in some other way, but uh-huh. by not doing anything we cause more harm. Uh, I need my Lexapro. <laughs> my anxiety is through the roof. <laughs> Tyler, what do you think? Would you lie to the patient? Mm, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I ever, like, if I have been in situations like that where I need to lie to maybe just workshop students? I just taught a workshop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hmm. This is a good thing. This is great. <laughs> That's really beautiful. You really will beautiful do really work. well. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between, like, hopeful encouragement, I think, uh, yeah, is a straight yeah. line. Yeah. 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 I don't... I don't know. No, I would I would lie to the patient. I feel like that's pretty clear. Um, as an actor, actress, uh, mm-hmm. is basically your job is just to be a big liar. That's so true. That's that how is you feel true. About that. Uh, I wouldn't call it lying. <laughs> um, no, I think it actually like. I think I'm a very bad liar, in actual life, like. I don't enjoy lying to people. <laughs> That would make you a sociopath. And when I'm, like, really, like, I, like, can't do it. I can't do it. I'm really bad at it, too. I'm a terrible liar. But I'm a phenomenal actor. (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Just. I don't know what I would do in those situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's It's almost like our ability to grasp right and wrong is just not there well i think we are big fans of like absolutes and Mm -hmm. uh black and white situations but i think almost nothing is not a gray area Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah like we want it to be Mm -hmm. because then it's quote unquote easy decisions but Um, i think most everything has right a gray area the whole thing if if it's an easy answer you don't know enough about it right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. Hmm. In the last episode, we were talking about um, right things for the wrong reason or wrong things for the right reason, mm. and how like just the knowledge of good and evil mm-hmm. is something that we like took for ourselves. Yes, yeah, yeah. And religion is basically just about defining what's good and what's evil. Sure, right. <laughs> and that's like the one thing that we're like not supposed to have yeah. in the garden. <laughs> that's like how it literally started, and we were like, actually, we'll take this. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> do this all the time, actually. Actually, constantly. <laughs> mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, so, so then my question is, is like, how do we know? Yeah. How do we come to know right and wrong? And right. And they were saying like relationally, I, is I, like the, I'm thinking like if I use myself as the standard in my experience, I find that I am not trusting myself very well because yeah. I'm like either hurting other people or getting hurting myself hurt. Right. Um, and just being an idiot. And then, so then, okay, so I, I'm not really trusting myself, so then I have to look to something outside of myself, like a person or yeah, or a people group. And so that's kind of been one reason why I've, I have come back to kind of orthodox, traditional Christianity. Mm-hmm. Of like, and just reading Proverbs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, 
in the message version. New, yes. Oh, the message, love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting into it. That's great. Um, I'm like, well, that this seems like a really good place to start. So I don't know, like, wouldn't it kind of be like in any of these situations? I mean, the Christian answer to all this would be like you pray about it first you go to the bible you lay hands well, the first you go to the, the word i think you have, and, you have like you have the truth you know being important so like you would tell them the truth you know but then there's like the, it's the truth in love mm-hmm. so just being like that's good Lenny. you're an idiot you're gonna die mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is not the oh. it's not the truth in love even if it is the truth you know mm-hmm. yeah so like, the truth in love is really like the end goal of mm-hmm. and i think the the love part makes it yeah interesting and I think puts intention always on, matters. Yeah, it puts the finesse on the the just brutal honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, in that case of, like, a medical thing, it would be, like, your will against their will mm-hmm. of, oh, okay, mm-hmm. like, their their will is... Because is, yeah, is and... the scenario, like, that they have to lie to them because if, if they don't, they're going to object on some religious grounds or something. And yeah, I imagine that's, that's the main right? so thing. That There's got to be. Yeah, so then that is kind of, it reminds me of, like, Richie has said said to me one time, he's like, Tyler, don't don't be afraid of me because I can kill you. Be afraid of me because I could keep you alive. Richie said that? Yeah. I don't need to be friends with Richie. He was quoting something. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Morals are so weird, you guys. Don't you think? Right and wrong? Just like... Like, who makes the rules? You know what I mean? You I mean, we do. To our podcast. Who makes we the rules? This is, yeah. Too many rules. <laughs> Too many rules. <laughs> Too many rules. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> um... Oh, uh, culture thing for House, anyway. Okay. Is House is... So, the character that Sherlock Holmes is based off of was an actual doctor, and the police would bring him in sometimes because he could see... He was, like, the very first thing in, like, forensic, basically. Because he just could see stuff that they couldn't. So they would bring him in on some cases, and he could, like, see some things that they're like, oh, wow, we didn't even, like, notice that. Just super observant. So then... Um, oh, who writes Sherlock Holmes? Conan, Conan Doyle? Doyle. Yeah. Conan Doyle's based Sherlock kind of off of that actual doctor. Hmm. And then the show House is, is a spinoff kind of... of, so it's House, you know, Holmes uh-huh, is House uh-huh. and yeah. Wilson is Watson. Aww. You know, and I didn't House know that... is like a so, drug so user I... and Wilson's like his human, like yes, yes, <laughs> his sure. human that kind of keeps him balanced. And like... <laughs> yes. So is House kind of like a mystery? Is it kind of It's like all a... like medical mysteries. Okay, yes, yeah, so each cool. episode yes. kind of sets up with like... I didn't know that. He, he does infectious disease and the, like people House. come in with some thing that no one else can figure out yes. and so okay. that's why they make it to him basically. Nice. Yes. nice. It is, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I... Holds up pretty I've good. seen that show in a long there time. There are so many mm-hmm. like Sherlock type yeah. shows out there, and yeah. I actually love like all of them. I yeah. do too. Like, Limitless oh, was actually, one. Some, oh was yeah. <clears throat> um, Emma and I were talking about copyright law. Uh huh. And Sherlock is a good example of something that has gone into public domain, mm-hmm. and lots of people have used that property and made cool stuff with it. Yeah. Um, where. Disney basically single-handedly keeps pushing copyright laws out to the, what were you saying we looked up it's like a hundred years after the person dies or 120 years after the thing was created I think it's 70 years 
in it was at like least 90, in the wasn't it? Oh gosh. Yeah, because oh, the no. beginning was like twenty My years after you make it. Me. Yeah. Anyway. Something like that. It's that's a lot. It's a lot. But Disney took all of these like classic fairy tales and then yeah. like made them copyrighted things that were public domain. Yeah. Like now made them like basically copyrighted products that right. won't leave their control for a hundred plus years. They are the masters. Um, of- and so just the idea of, like, yeah, what, what, like, what would have happened if, like, Star Wars, like, original Star Wars would have fallen out of copyright right now? And you could, like, have yeah. people making Star Wars movies, like, people make Sherlock yeah. Holmes stuff, like, different twists and different Ooh. things. I don't know, just be, it's you really curious, but. Yeah. Oh, man. No, there's so much that is not going to be available for <laughs> a really yeah. long time. There's a really great YouTube video by CGP Grey on copyright, if you guys That's ever want to look that up. But... Mm. I like that. That brings my, like, uh. Chesterton. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says somewhere something about how he trusts legends more than he trusts, um, more than he trusts like kind of one-off accounts for, or more than he trusts like a writer like Nietzsche, say. Mm, okay. Because uh, a legend kind of is morphed and worked by a whole. Group, group of people, of people. yeah, kind of like that oral tradition, and, keep being like shaped and 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 toned. normally it's kind of like the sanity lies in a group of people, whereas insanity, which breeds like a lot of incredible work, like Nietzsche and so many, like all of the famous yeah, artists that we yeah. know, but it doesn't necessarily hold a lot of truth, like. It, it's yeah. one person's very subjective it, experience of thing, where a legend that's been told yeah. over and over again yeah. is a whole bunch of people's. So he says regarding the book of Job and like how, you know, people think that it might have been written by lots of different authors. He says, like, the thing we have to remember is that back then there was more unity in a whole town of people than there is unity in one man nowadays. Back then, Mm. a a mass of people was like, uh, oh, what is it that he says? But he says, like, now... One man is like a nation in a civil war within his own head. Mm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I'm sure none of us can relate to that at all. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, that's the fun of like Proverbs being like, if you do smart, wise things, good things will happen. And if you do scummy things, bad stuff will happen. Yep. And Ecclesiastes is like, like, sometimes it's not that way. (laughs) And then Job is like, it's really not that way at first, but then it ends up good anyway at the end, kind of, after uh-huh. all the suffering. Uh, after all. <laughs> Just that, like, the oh, finesse on, yeah, the legend of yeah. being, like, good things happen when you do good things. And the other side being, like, sometimes bad things happen when you do good things. And sometimes bad people get good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're, like, oh, but not eventually. Eventually it ends up bad if they eventually do bad things. Bad. Yeah. Well, that's okay. <laughs> right. So I remember a while back I was trying to reconcile like the problem of pain or I was trying to mm. write about that. Like, so there's the, you know, it's, for me, the book of Job basically tells that um, there is a, a disconnect between uh, like our um standing in the world our earthly standing and our and our spiritual well-being mm, so how right, well yeah, we are yeah. and that that though 
doing the right thing may not lead to earthly treasures Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. being profitable Mm -hmm. here on earth doing the wrong thing will lead to spiritual bankruptcy right Mm -hmm. so um yeah so the book of job kind of disconnects like that you can that because if he um well i mean even just a lot of the proverbs that was like if you do the good right thing good right things will happen to you you know, yeah, and that doesn't necessarily that correlate right. to worldly things, though. Right. It, mm-hmm. it might, mm-hmm. it could, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily. Not, yeah. yeah. And so, like, all these bad things happen to Job, and the the friends come and sit with him, and you know, mourn with him for like a week, and then they're like, "Wait, a, like, obviously you did something wrong." Yeah. And then. Job's like, no, I didn't do anything wrong, and I still believe yeah. that God is good. And then in the mm-hmm. end, God comes in and says, you three friends were wrong. Job was right. There was no reason. There was nothing that he did that mm-hmm. caused this, which yeah. disconnects then mm-hmm. natural phen- phenomena from And that's also interesting because it also like, doesn't give him a reason. It's not like, like, it's just like... Can you possibly com- the only reason is like can you possibly comprehend the entire universe from like the biggest thing to the smallest thing and it's like he's like because I like run everything from like it's so massive you wouldn't even understand it so mm-hmm. it almost just seems like Job's suffering is just like dwarfed in the size of the and I think we think about that too like when we we're like I'm mm-hmm. suffering so much you think about like all the suffering in the world and you're yeah. kind of like oh wait it's maybe not that bad I guess or I mean- maybe it's like there's so much more than just my one experience going on right now. Yeah. And I'm, and we're incapable again, like I said, of, of seeing all of the outcomes right. of this thing that we think is bad or think is good. Mm-hmm. There's so many more outcomes coming down the, down the way that are just invisible to us. Yeah. Well, I think it's such an interesting thing that we get caught up in too, because like the one thing that we're like, or not the one thing, but one of the things that we're guaranteed is suffering and so I think it's so funny that we're like, why do we suffer? Mm. Like, we get so caught up on that. But, like, it literally says, like, like you uh, you will suffer, like, as a Christian. Like, it does, being a or Christian does not. Or just as a man, as a human. Or as yes. a human, yeah. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. you will work the land. Sure, yeah, like, originally. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and, like, yeah, I just think it's, uh, it just says a lot about our, like, kind of selfish nature that we're, like, well, I think it's also Why weird then that we, I like, suffer? have some some part of us is, like, we shouldn't have to suffer. If our yeah. entire existence and all of the nature we can observe and everything has suffering, why do we expect it to be different for right. us? But for yeah, some reason, sure. we have some, like, higher ideal that mm-hmm. suffering is not the way it's supposed to be. Right, it's like, right. what even gives us that idea? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, you could argue that suffering is, like, born out of sin, which, like, would make us all suffer like no matter what like we're all gonna suffer like no matter where it comes from or why it happens like we will all experience it and I think one of the big things that I've been learning the past few years is just like trusting that you know like everything like the Lord works everything for his good even if we don't see like the outcome of that or we can't possibly imagine like what the final product of whatever we're going through will be or like maybe we don't mm-hmm. even get to see well that's the cool the thing about that. life too is like 
you can suffer for a long time and then finally something happens to where it retroactively changes the past yeah. and turns it from turns it from that which was miserable into like all blessing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I've experienced yeah. in the past 25 years. Like it's been so mm-hmm. like oh, he's just so good at redemption like stories and I think that's just out of his like good nature. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was talking with Will Herbert about like neuroplasticity and like the way you think reinforces the way you think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if you want to change it, you kind of have to change how you think and just keep practicing it to change it into the way you want it. Yeah. And just that idea of like reinforcing, looking at everything negatively through reinforcing, like looking at mm-hmm. everything as potentially good, you know, yeah, yeah. and like whatever you, whichever neurons you strengthen the most are the way you'll keep seeing everything. Yes, you like keep exactly. seeing everything through that you know, that negative lens or the first reaction to everything is like, oh, what's, you know, it's out to get me or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. or you can strengthen those pathways that are like, there's have, enough and have, things are good. And like the world has, you know, the have world you has read the great thing. divorce. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. Wanna, that's actually really similar to that. Huh? Grab. I've one. got it upstairs. Yeah. Give yeah. me one sec. Yeah. Um, Elevator music. We'll say the most <laughs> profound thing right now. I know, now. I know. I was just thinking that. Um, side note, uh, Daniel's freaking shih tzu is like 30 of my photos, but Daniel doesn't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Daniel's dog is... Uh, is Daniel's all, dog all, following all about, me? Yes. All about Emma, yeah. <laughs> Daniel's dog is in love with me, but Daniel still hasn't followed me. <laughs> Daniel, one of these days, my friend, you just wait. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. That's kind of even like there's that the idea of like the evil eye mm. um, in like Hebrew culture or whatever. And it's that mm-hmm. like that, uh, looking at something with envy or with like wanting it or whatever. And some of that, you know, like the they looked at it with an evil eye, you know, kind of like a, one of your eyes can see enough and plenty and. Mm. generosity and the other eye sees like lack and uh you know coveting and like yeah. and pretend like self you know self-protection and mm-hmm. all those things of like what it can take yeah well talking about like you know retraining your pathways to mm. like think optimistically or at least like maybe not even optimistically because sometimes that's yeah, not cause wise. You can still be yeah still maybe not sometimes optimistic it's... but that there's something like the possibility for yeah, the, yeah. for like good and yeah like, for redemption like yes for exactly exactly that's so and like that's not to diminish anybody who doesn't think that way or has a really hard time thinking that way because I know for me it was like just it's like a self preservation totally. mindset of like you know like I don't know living so long in a really vulnerable state that like you were always super. I don't know, like, overly hopeful or, like, maybe even naive about something. So you just started, like, like, my dad always said, like, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. And, like, sometimes I would swing way hard to preparing for the worst. So I would just, like, I started naturally always expecting that. And that that. played a lot into Mm -hmm. my anxiety and depression that I was going through for a long time. And it's, like, an actual, like, a really active rerouting of, your thoughts your brain yeah and it's like very yeah. interesting how that happens but it's not like like it's not bad to be realistic about things but just mm-hmm. being able to create those pathways of 
like more positive thought is really important. Yeah, not just like ending and like letting it end somewhere right. dark and bad and yes. just staying in that. Yes. Being like, yes. okay, bring it or like bring it back around. Like, yes. what is, you know, what? Uh huh. This is one of my favorite. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. I need to reread that one. That's a good one. Oh, it makes me even just like, like what's good and true and lovely. Like, think about those things. Yeah, you know, this yeah, is like, exactly. the, like when you're keeping your focus where. Mm-hmm. So this is where uh, he's talking with George MacDonald and uh, and he's there. T- uh, they're talking about how for those who come out of the gray town, which is hell. Um, and stay in heaven, their life and even the gray town will have been heaven. Their life on earth and even their time in the gray town will have been heaven from from the beginning and mm-hmm. through forever. Mm-hmm. For those who go back to the gray town, it will have been hell. Their time in heaven even would have been hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kind of yeah. So he says, uh, it depends on the way you're using the words. If they leave that gray town behind, it will not have been hell. To any that leaves it, it is purgatory, and perhaps ye had better not call this country heaven, not deep heaven, ye understand. Here he smiled at me. Ye can call it the valley of the shadow of life, and yet to those who stay here it will have been heaven from the first, and ye can call those sad streets down in the town yonder the valley of the shadow of death, but to those who remain there they will have been, it w- uh, they will have been hell even from the beginning Mm. i suppose he saw that i looked puzzled for for presently he spoke again son ye cannot in your present state understand eternity when anidos looked through the doors of the timeless he brought back no message i love that line i want to talk about that at some point but ye can get some likeness of it if ye say that both good and evil when they are full grown become retrospective not only this valley but all their earthly past will have been heaven to those who are saved not only this twilight in that the twilight in that town but all their life on earth too will have will then be seen by the damned to have been hell that is what mortals misunderstand they say of some temporal suffering no future bliss can make up for it not knowing that heaven once attained will work backwards and turn even that agony into a glory. Mm. And of some sinful pleasure, they say, let me have but this and I'll take the consequences. Mm. Little dreaming how damnation will spread back and back into their past and contaminate the pleasure of the sin. Both processes begin even before death. The good man's past begins to change so that his forgiven sins and remembered sorrows take on the quality of heaven. The bad man's past already conforms to his badness and is filled only with dreariness. And that is why, at the end of all things, when the sun rises here and the twilight turns to blackness down there, the blessed will say, we have never lived anywhere except in heaven, and the lost, we were always in hell, and both will speak truly. And just to sum it up, he just says here, this is one of my favorite parts. Um, (laughs) 
There are only two kinds of people in the end, those who say to God, Thy will be done, and those to whom God says in the end, Thy will be done. Mm. So good. So good. Ugh. That's The Great Divorce. It takes about four or five hours to read. If you want to... It's... I remember a friend telling me years ago, like, dude, you got to read this book. And then... Bo or somebody else? uh, Joel. Joel, okay. It took me probably four or five years to ever pick Mm -hmm. it up. And I started Mm -hmm. reading it and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then I was just like, oh my God, this is like (laughs) the greatest book I've ever read. It was on my junior year... uh, of high school reading list uh-huh. for class and I like don't think I fully grasped it the first time and then I reread it in college and I was like oh my gosh what like it was like a whole new book yeah it's so good I see myself in so many of the characters or I see friends or family members mm-hmm. of mine in the characters it's just like painful but yeah beautiful too like yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, like, reading it for class versus reading it on your own. Like, yeah. the, I think that our ability to learn sometimes can be so hindered by someone making us yeah. do it versus well, yeah, our like, own search for... Yeah, like, learning. I loved it, and it was great. Um, yeah, yeah. But, like, we didn't... I didn't go to a Christian school or anything, so we didn't talk about it in that context. I thought it was really interesting that it was on, that it was on the reading, reading list? list. Yeah. Yeah, it was very that interesting. Was uh, but, yeah, I guess, like, just reading it as a novel... Mm-hmm for school was so much different than like just going back and reading it on my own yeah so good Mm. willpower it's so weird Mm. and like enforcing your will over everything in your situation or subjecting your will to somebody else or something else it's also really crazy Mm. yeah I've wondered if maybe the most in Bojack Horseman, in the end mm-hmm. of that, have you, you guys seen? I that? didn't finish it. I've seen some of it, but he he ends up all his past ends up catching up to him, and he goes to prison for a while, and he gets let out to go to a a friend's wedding, and while he's out, he's like talking with some of his old friends, like I'm just like I'm scared of when I am given back my freedom, freedom? because yeah. I just screw everything up. And I thought, like, maybe the most free act we ever have is to willingly submit ourselves to something that kind yeah. of takes away our freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm being very careful because there's a whole bunch of people lined up to to, do to, t- to right. take away right. your will for something or to yeah. have you sign up for X, Y, or Z or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, I think you have to be so intentional about that. But you're right. It's, it's like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I'm just kind of a slave to yeah. my emotions. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, it, yeah, in the other way, you're choosing what else to be a slave to instead yeah. of there's <laughs> sure. that, that whole like classic like new testament like i was a slave to sin and now yeah. you know now i'm free but then now i choose to be a slave to christ right. you know that kind right. of like paul paul pauline. literature pauline 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 mm. that's so good that's so good romans it is funny like especially romans for, in the message yeah. is great too romans like part of so me good. you know like the way that he that he talks about it is like part of me wants to do good and part of me wants to do bad. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. in like I think NIV it's like I had a thorn in my side yeah. or something. Well, there, there, there's that too, but there's like the the things I want to do I don't do, and the things I don't want to do I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. of that with in the message. Yeah, it makes it a lot more 
think it's funny like growing up in the church and like having so much of that already like in my brain but then like just like having these conversations where you come where you get to those like philosophically or intellectually that like, you get to those some of those same conclusions you're like oh yeah instead of just like having it as like the right thing right. you know because you're yeah. doing the correct thing yeah. like actually getting to the heart behind yeah like oh that's what oh, so and so said this so and so said that oh okay like kind yeah. of like being able to get to yeah some of those points for well and i i think i've had to come to it through my own just living life and right. and like falling down for my burning my hand for myself right. mm-hmm. all and of those situations end up being not part a, of the goodness you know yeah. Sorry, like, what's that? all those situations end up being part of the goodness retroactively yeah yeah you know, part of the thing that yeah draws like us to now i know th- certain things not only intellectually but in my body yeah like, right. i've yeah. taken it in and yeah. i um kind of more existentially understand yeah. it yeah i think and, that's how it was meant to really because like you know the bible is like our guide that's what we say but then when you really think about it like you can use a map and see on the map like where your destination is but like once you actually follow the map and get there you have such a different understanding of it of what it looks like from yeah, yeah. from above versus right. actually trekking right. through it all. yes yeah. like trekking through it mm-hmm. getting to the yeah, and then there's probably not an expectation. There's not really the expectation on us to not have problems. Right. You know, the whole import, like importance of forgiveness is that there's you're going to mess stuff up. Yeah, and that's part. That's literally that's part of the thing. Is, if you yeah. could do everything perfectly and rightly and correct, then you wouldn't need it. And exactly. then, like, then it's pointless. That's you like know? completely self inflicted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I love it. We are at forty five. I think we should Check. wrap it up. Check, check. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to uh, support the podcast, it's the patreon.com forward slash Lenny and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Or Lenny and Tyler at gmail.com if you want to email us. Has anybody emailed us? Patreon has emailed us a bunch. <laughs> Patreon has? Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. <they're... laughs> I'll email you guys. Not, not with money. Just saying, hey. Here's Over this here. platform that you're on. It's great. Do these things. Run around. That's great. Oh, I'm Emma, by the way. It's Emma. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, our dearest if, friend. If you're, <laughs> yeah. If, if you've listened all the way if through to the end. If you've hung in here this long. Yeah. Congratulations. Your treat Emma, is that you get to meet me. Welcome to the Lenny and Tyler <laughs> show. <laughs> did we not do our. Did we do our oh, my <laughs> gosh. Let's, let's wrap it mess. up. Let's pick it up on the back end. There we go. Our guest today is uh, Emma Goldberg. Hello. From Texas. No, I'm not doing any of this editing. No, no, I'm just saying let's okay. leave it at the end. To leave it okay. at the end. I'm Emma. My cousins are the famous Jake and Gus Goldberg and Filthy G. Griffin. Uh, Filthy G. Griffin. Of Billings, Montana music Famed. Scene. The famed Billings Goldberg slash Griffin family, who nobody knows is related and, except for me. And the Texas Goldbergs walked into my Red Lodge gallery back in 2013, oh, and we've been friends ever since. I I have the privilege of saying that like Jake and Marcus played one of their first shows <gasps> in the Red Lodge at Montana, and I sang oh, with Montana. them. Yeah. What a freaking honor! Oh so my I basically gosh. started Alder Lights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was the founding member of Alder Lights. I was the founding vocalist of Alder Lights. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. And as we look back, it was either heaven the whole time or hell the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say what I thought. <laughs>
Just kidding. That's so great. That's so great. This has been great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Mmm. Ha. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Ouch. Thanks for listening. Be good to yourselves. Love you. <laughs>